Hey, hey, Star Wars fans, it's Gary here from Spark of Rebellion, and we would love for you to listen to all of our brand new episodes when they land every single Saturday. Make sure you follow us on your podcast app of choice or pop over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash listen. If you like the show and you want to support us, you can do that via our Patreon. Just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon and come and join our other patrons. And thank you so much for your continued support. Now, may the force be with you and on to this week's Spark of Rebellion. Hello there. We would be honoured if you would join us. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Spark of Rebellion, your weekly dose of Star Wars goodness from a galaxy far, far away. And on this week's show, we're going to dig into the fact that a Star Wars movie is back on top at the box office. We're also going to look at a hilarious moment that a correspondent on the Lorraine show here in the UK breaks something that he shouldn't have broken live on air. Plus... A crazy new Star Destroyer that didn't quite make the cut for episode 9. I'm your host, Mark Asquith, and I am flying solo today because, you know, the co-pilot, the Wookiee, with all the lucky, is simply busy today doing some amazing family stuff. So, guys, enjoy your day, my man. Hope you're staying well. I miss you. But, nonetheless, Star Wars continues, and we are here with the news. So, we're going to dig into two or three particular news items today there's not that much going on but the there are a few more things that have happened this week but they're things that i don't want to discuss without my main man gaz being here because they are actually really really interesting so the things that we're not going to talk about today that have happened this week the things that we're going to talk about next week just to give you a bit of a primer are 10 things that fans would change about the rise of skywalker the bad batch that's right the bad batch is debuting on Disney+. Plus. We're going to see what happens to that pesky batch of clones after Order 66. We're going to talk about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda, Baby Baby Yoda, existing in the Marvel Universe. And Alden Heimreich, who is on about maybe making something Star Warsy again. Remember him from Solo? Dun, dun, dun. So we're going to dig into those next week because I think they warrant a little bit more discussion with Gaz. But uh, nonetheless, we do have three bits of news that I'm going to dig into today. And you know me. I'm quite loquacious, so we'll probably uh, we'll probably digress nine or ten, maybe even 152 times. We shall see. But we're going to dig into that in just one second. So, guys, enjoy yourself. Now, I hope you are staying well out there. I hope you're enjoying yourself, and I hope you're just having fun. Do remember, if you want to get involved, if you want to get involved with Spark of Rebellion, and you want to become a part of the galaxy, if you want to become one of our crew, one of our tribe, if you want to police and ride the hyperspace highways with us, you can do that over on our Patreon. Now, Patreon is a way for you to help creators like us to just do the things that we want to do with the show. So what we do with that is we basically say, look, for a few bucks a month, whether it's one buck, five bucks, 10, 15, 20, you can actually get involved with Spark of Rebellion and you can support the creators behind it, which are me and Gaz. Now, we don't make a living from this. This is something that we do as a passion project. We're very, very fortunate. My my background is, is in podcasting. I run a podcast tech company. So 
you know, we get the hosting for free, which means that, frankly, anything that we earn through Patreon, we can put into the show. We're not having to cover costs with it. So what we're going to be looking at doing is, with the Patreon kind of rewards that we get through, the listener support that we really, really appreciate, looking at maybe doing something around video, doing an extra show when we hit a certain threshold, a little mini show just for the patrons. So if you want to get involved in that, if you like the show, if you think that it adds value and it adds a bit of entertainment to your Saturday morning, It'd be fantastic if you head over to patreon.com slash spark of rebellion. Go and take a look at the tiers and you can get involved for as little as one dollar. And you're going to get some pretty sweet stuff. You're going to get a spark rebellion sticker, which like I've got about 30 of them just dotted all over everywhere. Sam loves it. She's like, what's this sticker doing here? I'm like, it's the bathroom. Why would you not have a Spark Rebellion sticker here? <laughs> Come on. And I've got, we've got all sorts of other options for you as well. You can even get involved in recording your own review and discussion, your random spotlight, and you can get some exec producer credits. Imagine that, you're down the pub. You're trying to, uh, trying to hook up with someone new. What do you do? Well, I'm exec producer on Spark of Rebellion. No, you're not. There you are. Yeah, call Mark. Call Gaz. They'll tell you. That's what you can get on Patreon, all right? Go and check it out, patreon.com slash sparkofrebellion. So we've got three bits of news today. We've got three bits of news. Like I said, there is a little bit more that happened um, just really this week and last, but we're not really going to dig into it just because I do want Gaz here for this one um, because th- there's all that other good stuff that I think he would really add a lot of value and entertainment to. Uh, he's the funny one, funny-looking one out of the pair of us, so it's nice to have a bit of back and forth on some of the deeper dive stuff. Nonetheless, we do have three bits of news. We've got a Star Wars movie back on top at the box office. We've got Lorraine's correspondent breaking something from Star Wars and... a weird star destroyer that i don't know what i feel like so let's shall we dig into that let's dig into that and let's get to this first bit of news so oh, empire strikes back it's back on top empire strikes back on top empire strikes back and is back on top and i should have maybe worked on that link a little bit more star wars is back on top of the u.s box office with the empire strikes back of course it hit its 40th anniversary over the last couple of weeks. Gaz and I spoke about it, which is fascinating. It makes me feel really, really old. I'm 38 years old. Um, Now I'm really freaked out because it's like it's 40 years old. That means you're nearly 40 years old. Like, all right, Lucas, cheers. Thanks for that. So according to Cinema Blend, which is always a great source for anything cinema and blendy, the driving theatres are starting to open back up. So what they've been doing, which I I am all over this because I am 38, they've been... uh, They've been, they've been screening things like Ghostbusters and Jaws and Jurassic Park, which is the only song that I can play on the piano. I actually spent time learning how to play Jurassic Park on the piano so that I can rock up to train stations where they put pianos in and people will be like, is that Jurassic Park? Yeah, it's Jurassic Park team. We're back. So they've been playing all these awesome movies. <laughs> Rightly so. Why would you not? Now... Um, movie theatres in the US, um, have, like I said, they've been opening back up. Some some movie theatres, actual internal ones, have been opening back up, which is a little bit nuts. But they've been doing a lot of drive-ins, like I said. So we've seen like Ghostbusters, George, Jurassic Park, things like Back to the Future. You know, all these nostalgic ones, they're going to get people like you and me out of our seats because we're aching for something to do because we want to see a movie on the big screen. And they're, you know, they're picking things that don't require heavy licenses, that don't require heavy marketing. It's just, look, we've got 500 spots. We're showing Ghostbusters. That's it. Like that, it's going to, obviously it's going to fill up. And they've done it with, uh, with Empire. So it was actually shown on 483 screens across the United States. Now, according to Deadline, apparently 
that was plenty enough because obviously cinema screenings and movie theatres are closed for the most part. It was actually plenty for that to draw in about half a million bucks over the course of last Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And that was enough 40 years after it first hit theatres for that to become number one at the box office. So Empire Strikes Back is number one at the box office. And I think, I'm fairly sure that I saw it as well in the UK. I'm fairly sure I saw a headline yesterday. I was going to put it on the list and then completely forgot. But it was, I'm fairly sure, number one in the UK as well. Um, so it's fascinating to see this. You know, it's it's uh, it's not the first time, again, according to Cinema Blend and anyone that remembers, it's not the first time it's been re-released. It came back out again in 1982 in European countries in 2015. Obviously, in 1997, uh, a special edition of Empire was released, which pulled in over 124 million books, which is absolutely fascinating. And did you know as well, again, thanks to Cinema Blend, when Empire first hit the theatres in 1980, it had an amazing run, which pulled in more than $209 million, which are big, big, big books big bucks in 80s dollars because obviously inflation and so on. Um, so it's now grossed in real terms, 290 million point four dollars, 290 million point four dollars in, in the range of all of its runs. Obviously that's not accounting for inflation uh, and so on and so forth, but in actual physical terms, 290 bucks overall. So look, if you're in the US and you've got the opportunity to do this, go ahead just go and shoot down to a cinema and go and just take a look. You know, Empire might be on still wherever you are, but I'm fairly sure that even if it's not on, you're going to get something pretty badass on because it sounds like they're just rerunning these pretty sweet features. I'll tell you what I want, right? Wish list. I would like to see Rocky on the big screen. I would like to see Batman 89 on the big screen because I only saw it once at the cinema when it came out when I was seven, gutted. And I'd also, I think I'd also like to see um, some of the classics on there as well. So I would love to see a Godfather and a Godfather Part 2. And what about if they bring back the Dark Knight? Remember that? I remember going to see a, uh, a marathon when the Dark Knight Rises came out. They did a Begins and a Dark Knight marathon. Oh, my word. Like, my ass was numb, but it was outstanding. So, so good. So... Let me know what you think about this, um, I, I guess, this trend of re-releasing nostalgic films out into the theatres. Let me know what you think about that. Hit, hit us up on Twitter, all right, rebellion underscore spark. We need to sort that one out, don't we? Rebellion underscore spark. Hit us up over on the Twits. Let me know what you think about it. What are you going to see at the movie theatres this weekend? Are you going to go and see one of these nostalgic films? What would you like to see out there? What's your wish list? Give me a top three wish list. What would you like to see brought back to the cinema for one more run? Because I'm sure there's something that you'd love to see, because there's always something that I'd love to see. Every time I see a new film, I'm like, ooh, we should see none in the cinema. So let me know. Hit us up, rebellion underscore spark, all right? Let us know what your top three films are that you'd like to see brought back to the cinemas and if you are going to see Empire. Okay, this next story is absolutely hilarious. So I'm going to put a link, I'm going to put a link into this, into the show notes, all right? So this is, um, I'm going to put a link to the timestamps as well, actually, so you can jump straight to it. So about 10 minutes and one second in. Um, this is where... Um, Lorraine, so there's a TV show, Lorraine, in the UK, which is absolutely like just as you like Lorraine Kelly has been around since before God, in my opinion. You know, I've seen her, she's been, I don't know why, she's been on my TV longer than I've been alive, I'm fairly sure of it. And she's, she's always been on morning TV, and she's, she's, you know, she's one of these hosts that does these crazy segments. And it's this one is absolutely hilarious. Um, so another person that's been on TV for a while in the UK is a chap called Ross King, and he does uh, showbiz. So he's like this beautifully tanned, you know, 
I don't want to say middle-aged man, but you know, he's he's both in our 30s, you know, so he's he's definitely um he's been around a while. All right, but he looks great because he's in Los Angeles. So <laughs> this is this is hilarious. Right? So he's on on air and Lorraine's like, "All right, tell us what you got, Ross." blah 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 blah. blah. He's sat there and he's doing um a segment where he has items from well-known Hollywood films. And this is thanks to BirminghamMail.co.uk. So like I said, credit to them. I'm going to stick a link in the show notes. And these things were being auctioned off for big, big bucks. All right. So he had these these items. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's got Sam L. Jack, Jackson's lightsaber from Attack of the Clones. You know, the purple one. And uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> Ross says to Lorraine, it's going to go between twenty five dollars and $30,000, which, <clears throat> you know, fair. I get that's a heck of a lot of money. And it shocked Lorraine. It shocked Ross King. And I, I get why it would be shocking. But ultimately, you know, as a Star Wars geek, you understand how much that's going to go for. We all know how much the prototype Boba Fett goes for. We talked about last week um, what Lucas Glover's stuff, is it Julian Glover, who's Lucas Glover? Is he a footballer or something? Julian Glover's clobber will go for the old badge from Empire. So, we, you know, it's no surprise that this is 25 to 30K in dollars, right? But he's having this bit of bants and he's like, yeah, 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 this is the thing that will go for 25 to 30K. It's Mace Windu, Samuel Jackson's purple lightsaber from, Emp- uh, from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> just, just as he's finishing the segment, he pops it over to his assistant that's there and just breaks it. He just breaks a thing off it in the picture that they've put on the Birmingham Mail. It's like they've grabbed a screen frame, you know, a frame of it, and his face is just... His face is just like, oh, crap. Oh, my God, what have I... Done? And he just he's holding this tiny little bit... And you can just imagine in his head, he's like, right, need a bit of wood glue, need a bit of wood, go down to, go down to the drawer, you know the drawer, the drawer that's got all the crap in it, yeah, 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 that drawer, the one that we've all got in our house, that, that drawer, yeah, 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 get me the wood glue and don't tell Sam L. Jackson. It's just hilarious, so you need to have a look at this, and he, say, he basically says, oh, whoops, uh, in fact, I'm going to quote you the Birmingham Mail, oh, whoops, he said, as he looked at the camera with a very worried look on his face. <laughs> and then Lorraine... <laughs> Lorraine comes back at him. <laughs> if I'm just going to read it to you. Lorraine started laughing in shock before pulling a worried face. Oh no, she said. You know that you said that was worth $35,000. It's maybe now worth thirty-five. <laughs> nice bit of shade there, Lorraine. Make Ross feel like crap for breaking it. So I don't know what, like, has that affected the value? <clears throat> like, because... I know what I'm like when I break the Lego, or worst case, like say one of the Kotu Bakias that I've got, one of the DC Artifacts ones. You know, if, if I'm walking past and I knock Green Arrow off and his arrow breaks, I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I can't deal with this. And then Ross King on air, he's like, oh, shh, yeah, you, what? Nah, no one saw that. We are good. So what happens to this now? <clears throat> like, does he have, is it a break it bite policy? You know, it's, you're walking around Asda, you break a plate in the home where's I at George. Is that your plate now? Well, is this his lightsaber? Because he's probably got the brass for it. You know, he's. Pro- I mean, it might be a stretch, but he's probably got the brass for it. Would you buy the lightsaber? Do you fix the lightsaber? Does do you have to tell people it's been fixed? And it's live on air, so it's not like you can say, "Nah, de- nah, that's definitely, definitely not being broken, mate." It's definitely like as it what? Yeah, I know you want to buy it, but thirty grand? Yes, it's a bargain. Yes. It's in prime condition. What? No, it's not been broken. You are definitely not getting around that because you did it live on Eros. 
So, I mean, I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for the guy, but it makes me wonder, like, what other things like this happen on air? What other things like this happen on air? You know, maybe we should seek that out. Crazy stuff that happens. I mean, that would actually be a pretty sweet podcast, wouldn't it? Or maybe a YouTube channel. Probably get the licensing took off you for that, but oh well. And it, it just fascinates me. Like, now, what did the auction house do? Are they like, are you, are you kidding me? And now I've got to go out there like this? Nah. What, what's, what does he do? So go and check it out. It really is hilarious. Like, and please... Just have a look at the face he pulls. Like, they have blatantly... Someone has gone through the video and gone, right, listen up. We need a really funny picture for the old article on the Birmingham Mail. I want you to go through this frame by frame. I know it's 30 FPS, but I want you to go through it. I want you to go through it. I want you to find me a funny one. Um, They have delivered. All right, so whoever found that frame, fair play. So, just hilarious. Go and check it out. I'll stick it in the show notes. It's... uh, it, re- it really is funny, honestly. So I'm going to stick that in the show notes for you. And uh, and we'll, yeah, just let me know what you think of it. At Rebellion underscore Spark over on the Twitter because it, it, it is quite hilarious um, what's gone on there. What's the most expensive thing you've ever broken? Let me know, all right, over on Twitter. At Rebellion underscore Spark. Let me know what the most expensive thing you have broken is. Um, what's the most expensive thing I've ever broken? Oh, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> right, so what I did when I was younger and... Before I say this, I need to bring it, bring a warning to you. Like I'm about to become a lot sexier when I tell you this story, and and it's not. I'm not responsible for your reaction to this. All right, it it is hyper sexy, so you are you are warned. Okay, so when I was younger, I was uh, I was in a brass band. Calm yourself, and uh, I'm a spiky hair, my little flat cr- uh, cut. I'll maybe send a picture on the old Twitter, but uh, so I. You know, I had this spiky hair, I was maybe 13, <laughs> Ugh. and you know, I was in a brass band, I had the burgundy uniform, we used to do marching, yeah, we used to do marching practice, and uh, one year, in fact, we always used to do this, so York in the UK, it's a nice little city, uh, one of the most quaint cities in uh, in the UK, so we used to go to York, we live about an hour from York, and what we used to do as this brass band, it's called Wordsborough Brass, Google it, legit, and um, we used to go to York and we used to play Christmas carols in the city centre. It's this beautiful <clears throat> sort of little cobbled street place where, you know, it's just quaint and nice. It's just a beautiful city, right? So we used to pitch up legally, you know, we had, we had the permit for it, and uh, we'd pitch up on all these cobbles right in the city centre. It was beautiful, absolutely freezing, but it was mint. And we used to, we'd play Christmas carols. It was all right. It was a good day out. Used to have a bit of a laugh, all right? So I'm 13, 14 years old. And... Wordsworth Brass, I don't know if you remember back in the UK, but if you're in the UK, you remember back in the UK when the National Lottery came about, which was what, like 93? They started doing grants and they'd do like a lottery grant to help the arts and to help the creative sectors and to help so many other different kind of things going on. So we get this lottery grant. We, the little Wordsworth Brass, we get this lottery grant. So they bought all these amazing new instruments. Now I... I play the trombone. I am the lead trombone player. And I know I know. I realise it's getting, like, I'm becoming more attractive to you right now. But I was the lead trombone player, right? So we get this lottery grant. We turn up to the cricket club where we used to practice, Wilsborough Miners Welfare and, and the cricket club. <laughs> and uh, we all take receipt, a beautiful ceremony. <laughs> we had a nice little celebration getting all of these amazing, you know, brand new instruments. They were, they were, they were stunning. I had this boozy and hawks trombone. Beautiful rose gold thing. 
played like a dream. So I rocks up to York. Flash forward like three weeks. Rock up to York, the first gig, the first concert that we play. And I sit down and I'm there. And I'm like, right, all right, Phil. He was the conductor. Right, Phil. We're ready to roll, bros. If let's do this, right? Clang, smash, everything. Right. I'd forgotten to screw the top of the trombone on. So as I picked it up, the entire body of the trombone clattered in front of everyone in York City Centre doing their Christmas shopping at just what must have been 42,000 decibels and smashed this trombone into a broken, dented shape before it had even been blown. (laughs) They were pissed, I can tell you. They were annoyed. They were exceptionally frustrated. And I just said, look, my bad. And I'm 13, so don't hit me. And that was it. But that was the most expensive thing that I ever broke. So what's the most expensive thing you ever broke? Ross King, you don't have to write in, mate. We know what your answer is. All right. So go and check it out. Birminghammail.co.uk. There's a link. Uh, there's, a li- <laughs> there's a link in the show notes to that. Okay. So, 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 so. Doug Chang. Doug Chang. Um, he gets about a bit, doesn't he? He's a Star Wars guy. He gets about a bit. Doug Chang does a lot of design work. He's a creative director. In fact, vice president and exec creative director of Lucasfilm. And according to the independent.co.uk, which I'll stick again in the show notes, he... Um, He's, he's basically been sharing some stuff that didn't quite make the cut for the Rise of Skywalker. And there's an unused design for a Star Destroyer over there. And he's popped this over on his Insta, The Gram. So that's Doug underscore Chang, which is C-H-I-A-N-G. And this was posted, uh, what, three or four days ago? So that was like Tuesday, maybe. And it was, um, it, it's interesting. So the, 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 the goal of this is, you know, you're designing something for Rise of Skywalker. You've got to do a fair bit of new stuff because obviously you've got to you've got to up the ante. You know, we saw Snoke's big old machine that was decimated with the Holdo maneuver in the Last Jedi. So this is a new First Order Star Destroyer concept for Episode Nine, and uh, it's a double decker. Like I said, it's a double decker, and. It didn't get used, but when you look at it, like, go and look at the size of this thing. Not only is it as big as, like, a superstar destroyer, in fact, probably bigger, like, I'm not a ship expert, but there's a couple of star destroyers knocking about next to it, which are blatantly like the old Imperial style, because they've got the greyer colouring, or they like the, the more mottled, yellowy, more camouflage colouring. And then there's this great, big, mega super beast that is right in the centre of them, and it's a double-decker thing. Now, it's a funny little thing, this one, because I'm like, all right, that, that actually looks pretty sweet. Like, it looks all right. They didn't use it in Rise of Skywalker. They did use New Look Star Destroyers from Palpatine's Final Order. Um, you know, so those ones that had the Death Star tech on there that could just, you know, blow out planets, which, why didn't they just do that in the first? I don't know. Anyway, so it's, it's clear that, obviously, you've got to up the ante when it comes to Star Wars. When it, It's like any franchise, you know, you, you run the Matrix. The second Matrix has to be bigger and better. The third has to be bigger and better. So, like, I kind of get why this was done, and it was, you know, why it was designed like this. Um, but it just, to me, it's like I'm just not overly interested in it. I love the idea, but it's almost like, well, what can we do to make it bigger? Oh, I know, let's just double it. So... 
even though the artwork is great and it does look pretty badass, if I'd have seen that on screen, I'd have been like, oh, that's just a bit boring. Like, it's not really that imaginative. Like, I prefer what they did with the Snoke ship in uh, Last Jedi because the design was significantly different. And to me, that had um, a lot more gravitas to it than this one. This looks sort of just like a you know, a, a quick concept that is because they had to make things bigger and better. We've got to make things bigger and better. What shall we do? Ah, pff, don't know. Should we just double it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, Doug Chang has got a lot of pedigree, got a lot of time for him. He's fantastic at what he does. And he does a heck of a lot of stuff in the Star Wars universe, of course. Had a big hand in The Mandalorian. And I'm sure he'll have a big hand in things like The Bad Batch and, and the Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, series, anything that we see with Ahsoka Tano and so on. Uh, but for this one, I understand why it wasn't used. Certainly, I can see why uh, the, 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 the brass over at Star Wars and Lucasfilm just didn't want to do this. But check it out. Nonetheless, you know, it's pretty sweet for a, uh, for a bit of, you know, a bit of eye candy. Go and check it out just because I think it is probably, it's probably just interesting to look at. All right. So let me know what you think. What do you think of this double decker, super mega power star destroyer? Would you like to see that in Rise of Skywalker episode nine? Would you like to see that in there? What do you think? Let me know. Rebellion underscore spark on the old Twitter. Right. We are going to wrap up today. It's been, uh, a, been a short one today. Um, although it does amaze me that we can talk for 25 minutes about Star Wars without taking a breath and, uh, you know, telling the story about killing, <laughs> killing the bloody trombone in York. But Gaz will be back next week. I stuck everything in the show notes that I've talked about. So if you want to send this on to your friends, uh, there are clickable timestamps in there. So you can tell your friends, look, jump to minute 501 when we get to the news article about Empire being number one. So you can actually start to share these little things out. Uh, Thank you for joining me. Listen, go and check out Patreon. If you want those exec producer credits, you might be able to get back in the pub over the next few weeks because, you know, lockdown's easing just a little bit. If you want to get down there and get the bragging rights to be an exec producer, you're going to need to get over to Patreon, all right? So go and check it out, patreon.com slash Rebellion. And thank you to everyone that supports us over there, as always. And thanks to you, the ever-present listener. We will be back next week. Gary will be back with me next Saturday. It's always good to have him in the seat. And we are going to talk next week about... We're going to dig into 10 things fans would change about the rise of Skywalker. We are going to talk about the Bad Batch, which has been announced. The new Clone Wars spin-off for 2021. Baby Yoda in the Marvel Universe. Are there more solo projects coming up? And we're going to dig into a random spotlight and or a review and discussion. So until next week, thank you so much for joining me. Stay safe, have fun, and may the Force be with you always. Always.